Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. Hello, my friends. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. This is the place where we deep dive into mysterious phenomena, particularly our hairy forest friends, the Yowies, otherwise known as the Australian Bigfoot. We also explore other cryptids. We investigate the paranormal realm and anything else kooky and spooky. Here at Yowie Central, we won't laugh at you and we definitely don't do ridicule. If you've seen or experienced anything kooky or spooky, get in touch with me at yaoicentral at gmail.com and you can share your story with me and the Yowie Central listeners. If you're a bit shy and you're not sure you want to come on the show, but you really need to talk to someone about what happened to you, get in touch with us and we can have a chat. Remember, you're not alone. We're here to listen and you can debrief with us if you need it. Thank you to all of you legends in the Yowie Central Facebook group. There was so much interest from you in getting T-shirts and hoodies and merchandise with the new logo that I quickly realised that I would make a complete mess of it if I tried to process that many payments and orders. There were over 50. So I thought I'd set up an online shop and I'm in the process of doing that with Redbubble. Jazz and I are just in the process of finishing this setup with Redbubble and making sure that it all works properly before we go live. I've just ordered a few test items to make sure that the images are clear. Uh, so as soon as I get them and check out that they look good and the quality of the product is good, I'll send you all a link and you can grab some cool merch. 
either with just the new logo or with Jazz's awesome designs. If you don't know Jazz, she's been a guest on Yowie Central quite a few times and she's Yowie Central's resident psychic medium paranormal expert. She's also a talented artist. So she's created a couple of beautiful graphics to go with the new logo and you can choose those to have on your t-shirts and hoodies. Uh, But there's also just the plain logo option as well. Jazz is going to keep creating new designs for the Yowie Central store and she's going to be adding them periodically. So keep your eye out for those. Oh, big shout out to my friend and previous guest on Yowie Central, Bob Dominguez from Bigfoot Club. Thanks for the phone call, brother. Really meant a lot. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't checked out Bob's show, Bigfoot Club, do that. He has fascinating guests and it's a really cool show. Check it out. We're talking Yowies and DMT this week, people. My guest, Tony, is going to share his Yowie sighting that happened in the Wadigans National Park area, notorious area for Yowie sightings, in about 2010 and 11. Tony has an interesting theory regarding a correlation between DMT and the supernatural, including Yowies. Now, if you don't know what DMT is, it is, I'll see if I can pronounce this properly, D-methyltryptamine, which is a strong psychedelic and it's found in many animals and plants. But I'll let him tell the story. Here's Tony. Well, it was about, I think it was 2010 um, or 2011. Um, uh, One of my friend's birthdays, so we were going, we're all going camping and a couple of guys are DJs and stuff. So we took a sound system with us and um, I was coming after work. So I was, all the rest of the guys were already there setting up, but I I was bringing the generator in the back of my Land Cruiser. So um, yeah, it was sort of, the days before proper internet you know kind of only half internet kind of days so they'd written down instructions to to actually find this this campsite um it was in the Watergans, so it was probably about it was a long way in probably about an hour and a half from the actual road um so yeah someone had written down the directions a lot wrong i got badly lost it was about probably midnight and um i'm in my land cruiser with the trailer on the back with the generator on the back of that and the my dog was asleep in the so we had a like a bed in the back of the land cruiser and she was asleep in the bed and so i was going down this track that just got smaller and smaller and turned into like a tiny little goat track with trees touching both sides of the car and it was really steep, so I was in fair ski, low range, just crawling my way down so I didn't smash the generator up too much. And then um, when I kind of, when I kind of got to the bottom, um, it kind of opened up into a bit of a junction and there was a bigger trail going sort of across it. Ellie, the dog, jumped up and was starting to bark. So she was only young then. She was probably only one or not quite one. But she's a great team cross mastiff, so she was already giant. Yeah, so I thought maybe she just wanted to pee. So I, I was kind of overdriving by then as well. So I stopped and opened the door, and she got out. 
and she was just barking crazy into the bush in front of me. And I thought, well, if you're not going to pee, I am. So I was just peeing on the track. And then I heard a branch snap and Ellie got terrified instantly and just ran around behind me, sort of whimpering and, and carrying on. And I thought, I just stayed really still because I thought, well, these, these feral cows and feral bulls and stuff out here, it could be something just stood in that scrub that might, you know, I kind of need to know which way I need to run. So, um, yeah, then instantly sort of after that, there was a, a big percussion noise. So it wasn't, it wasn't really like a thump. It was like a, more of a feeling than the actual sound, if you get what I mean. So it was like a big rock, say a 60, 70 kilo rock being just dropped on the ground. So it was like that kind of percussion thing. So then I thought, whatever this is, it's fairly big. So I zipped up and I was just, again, just frozen really still. Ellie was quiet behind me by then. And I was just watching to see what it was. And then sort of maybe another second or two seconds after that, there was another two thumps straight away after each other. So like thump, thump, that, that sort of... Um, space apart so then i thought it, it, you know, whatever this is it's it's fairly big i've got to really watch and see what it is and then um, that's when it sort of stepped out of the bush so it was it was a dark night and the lankers had all the floodlights and everything all the spotties and everything on and it was just off the track to the sort of just out of the light but it stepped sort of diagonally just onto the edge of the track. So it was maybe, it wasn't very far away from me, maybe six, six to 10 meters at the most, probably, probably at the lower end of that. And it was, it was huge. Like it was probably as wide as a double door fridge. I could kind of only see the outline of it because like I said, the, the light, it wasn't in the light and the bright lights were right next to it. But it, it was, yeah, it was probably as wide as a double door fridge, probably at least two feet taller than me. So right then I, I realized, I don't know what this thing is, but whatever it is, it could kill me if it really wants to. So I just grabbed a dog, threw her back in the car, jumped in the car, closed the door and drove, like drove off as fast as I could. So that was, I didn't really sort of realize at the time. So I thought that was the encounter over. So after this, we went camping, you know, I found my buddies and, you know, we, we had a bit of a party and, you know, camping and then left at the end of the weekend. But that night, we kind of didn't really have any music going or anything. We were just sitting around the campfire and I was, I, I told them my story and they were all, you know, some of them were believing me and some of them were taking the piss a little bit. And um, yeah, so anyway, they, there was a, a smell came over the camp. So we weren't actually very far from where I had the encounter. Um, so the smell I thought it was someone, one of them smoking DMT. And I said, all right, who's, who's smoking DMT? No one, no one. And then it 
came back. So it went, the smell went, and we all just carried on with our, you know, regular campfire stuff. And then the smell came back. And it probably was about five or six times that night. Like, we probably all went to bed, you know, maybe 1 or 2 a.m. or something like that. It wasn't very late. Um, yeah, but that smell just kept coming really thick to the point where it was it was kind of saturating the air, if you get what I mean. It, it kind of just, it was that thick that it's it's all smell and no air left really (laughs) and yeah so later on i i kind of i like at the time i just thought one of them was smoking dmt and didn't say anything but yeah it was kind of later on that i thought from reading a few reports and people saying about how they smell so bad and it's kind of like sulfur kind of like sewerage kind of like this and i i thought well it's probably People can't really describe it because there's probably not many people that know what DMT smell like. But yeah, they smell like DMT for sure. I have to admit, I don't know what DMT smells like. Uh, so it's a sulf- like, sulf- sulfury smell, is it? Smells like yowies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it, it, it's kind of a bit. It's it's like it's like human poo, really, nearly, but not quite. That would be particularly unpleasant then, I would imagine, if you were smoking it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, well, when you're smoking it at the time, you don't really notice it because it is so uh, kind of intense, but yeah. And yeah. D- DMT, for my listeners who might not know what DMT is, can you explain a little bit about what it is? Um, it's It's the most powerful psychedelic that there is known to man and it's um it's pretty prevalent in australian plants in some of them uh, so when you read a few reports i actually think that if you if you overlaid a map of encounters and dmt containing plants i reckon they'd be surprisingly dissimilar you know mm, that's really interesting i a friend of mine i vaguely recall her talking about a particular kind of wattle that yeah. has DMT in it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was the yeah. gold, the big golden wattle or if it was a different kind, but I, I think I remember her talking about that. Yeah, so there's quite a lot of different wattles that have it in there. Um, it's, it's a bit of, it's kind of secret knowledge. It's kind of what the Aboriginal tribes would have not really let other people know about so it's kind of not really that spoken about but i kind of thought it was important to to sort of for you guys to know this that um but there was this talk of them being interdimensional and stuff like that and i kind of think that maybe there's some kind of correlation with the dmt and interdimensional so I actually had one of your um, one of your podcasts yesterday where a, another guy actually suggested the same thing, that there was something t- to do with DMT and, and Yowies. And um, so he was kind of suggesting that it was a, like a defense mechanism 
I think this was episode 81. It was a zookeeper guy that was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's another Tony, actually. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was suggesting that it was maybe like a defense mechanism. And I kind of thought about that when he, when he, when he mentioned it. But I kind of think it, they couldn't actually make it strong enough to actually affect a human in an open-air space like that. Is it when you – I haven't tried DMT. I have tried other hallucinogens and I know that they generally take a little bit of time to have an effect. I haven't tried yep. ayahuasca, but uh, I do know that that's, that's talked about as something uh, similar to DMT, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I haven't tried yep. either of those. Wouldn't it take – I agree with you – wouldn't it take too long – if you if you were using it as a defense mechanism and your and the idea was to incapacitate your the person that you were uh, defending yourself against, it, surely it would take too long to incapacitate them. I think that um, it's it's pretty quick when it's smoked. So maybe ten fifteen seconds before it's actually signed to work. Um, when it's drunk as ayahuasca, so ayahuasca actually is DMT but it's like a South American version. So right. um, they drink drink it there with, it's not orally active here. So um, what happens is it's these two different plants. One of them inhibits an enzyme so your body can actually use it. And then the second plant is the DMT. So that literally takes hours to work like that. But when it's smoked, it is pretty quick. Ah, okay. There is. So the ayah- yeah. so the ayahuasca is is for, so from different it's different plant source than the plant source in Australia though but it's got the same ingredient is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, got it. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. I didn't so, realize that. So so for ayahuasca you you have to take something that that stops that'll help your body absorb it and react to it. Yeah. So it, oh. there's there's a natural enzyme in the human body that actually breaks down DMT if it's orally ingested before it actually works. So it can't cross the blood brain barrier. Right. But um, when you, t- so ayahuasca, part of, the part of ayahuasca is the vine, which inhibits that enzyme in your body. So it'll actually work. So, oh, yeah. Interesting. But so if you uh, smoke a, a something that has DMT in it, that, that, doesn't need to go through that that digestive process. No, because it can go straight through your lungs instead of and straight into your blood brain barrier. Yeah. Straight across the blood brain barrier then. Yeah. Right. So but when you smoke DMT, these um so there's a few stages to it. The full disassociative is probably the wrong word. So the full um we call it an ego death. So full ego death means that only your mind still exists, your consciousness still exists, and you're totally detached from your body. So that is one stage of it. But the actual first stage of it is um, like a full body tingling. So I kind of think that if the Yowie could produ- was producing it as a defense mechanism, I would have I, I would have recognized that and I would have felt that myself before anything happened if you know what i mean yeah you'd think so 
Yeah, so I kind of think it wasn't project. It what there was a smell. There was the smell of DMT, but it wasn't strong enough to actually affect a human, and I don't think in open air it ever could be. So that leads me to kind of think that I definitely think there's some kind of correlation between the two, but what that is, who knows? But I, the only thing I can really come up with is that they are interdimensional. And they're actually using DMT or DMT is a byproduct or something of them slipping between layers of reality. Right. That is that is really which, which is a it's a bit out there, isn't it? I know. Oh no, I'm I totally subscribe to the idea that they are interdimensional beings. Uh, I I I do definitely lean towards that. I don't I know enough about DMT only... to 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 really give give much of an opinion on on that but it's a really interesting idea yeah again i I don't really like talking about all this stuff because you know you get ridiculed from both sides of you know from 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 regular people and even the the psychedelic people sort of when you tell them a yowie story they they sort of bang you a fair bit yeah so which is a a shame really because it shuts people down doesn't it it stops you from talking about it yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, I kind of think there's probably not many people in the world that's encountered DMT and a Yowie or a Sasquatch. So I kind of think it is important that I tell people like you, so you've got this kind of thing in the back of your mind when you're trying to put piece things together. Yes. You know? Yeah. No, I really appreciate it. That's a really interesting idea. I'm definitely going to give it some thought and uh, and look. I will create a show out of this chat so I'm, I'm hoping that some of my listeners if they know any more about this or they're um or they've used dmt and they know they can perhaps link yowies and dmt or give us a little bit more information if they've got some more ideas about it um I'm it's hoping... crazy crazy to even say it isn't it <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, after spending the last four years of my life interviewing uh, Yowie witnesses and uh, putting together shows about all sorts of things that are definitely not mainstream. I'm very used to now talking about things that might seem a bit crazy but seem totally normal to me. I kind of think that the interdimensional thing, it's really the only thing that makes sense, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 that's why there's no... Well, apart from a few pictures and, and that the uh, flare vision and stuff like that, there's not really any hard evidence. And there's, there's plenty of people talk about them just disappearing and yep. even um, just the footprints and stuff like that. The footprints will be there and then disappear. There's only one footprint and stuff like that. Uh, what I saw, that animal was, uh, so I've been around horses and cows my whole life. The, the actual body mass of that thing, it would have been easily four to 600 kilos. So even with big feet, it's going to leave prints everywhere. So if they're out doing their regular thing, I think there'd be footprints galore, really, even on the hard ground. Yeah. But there's not. So there's a reason for that. There's a reason that there's no dead bodies. There's a reason that there's no nothing else, really. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. There's there's a reason why we don't have 
the uh, standard scientific evidence that would be acceptable to mainstream society. There's there's a reason for that. And I agree, at this stage, looking at all the evidence that I've looked at, that interdimensional quality, that, interdim- that, that ability to slip between dimensions is the only thing that makes sense to me at this stage. Uh, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm never... I'm, I rarely draw conclusions with this kind of research because there's so much we don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. That's, that's definitely where I lean as well. And that's, that it's certainly something that is a puzzle because, I mean, some people talk about that, that strong smell. Not everyone reports it, but it's certainly reported enough to be a pattern and no one has really come up with an explanation as to why they is that just a generalized body odor that that certain yaois who don't bathe very much have or is it a scent gland like an, it's like a silverback gorilla when threatened emits this foul odor there's never you know they they're the sort of ideas that people have have um, posited but there's no there's no evidence at all as to what's really happening when people smell that that smell, and yeah. and it's often described in the same ways. It's sulfuric. It smells like feces. It smells like uh, bakelite. It's like a burnt electrical smell. It's yeah. you know yeah. same the same descriptions used um, over and over again. So what is it? It and from the sound of it, it doesn't really sound like a general bad body odor smell does it no and yeah that's so the the band bakelite kind of electrical kind of smell so that's kind of what it is it's kind of like bcs and and high voltage electricity all together in one yeah yeah and that and according to you that's what that's what dmt smells like when you smoke it yeah right that's so interesting yeah and like i say so all the places where where you see all these encounters um, happening, they all have so these these a lot of different magical occasions in Australia. And again, this is a bit of sort of sort of secret knowledge, but um, what's what's the, the relationship between the Yowies and the trees? So are they, it's it would definitely I would I, w- I would I would probably bet my balls that the that the yowies and the trees are in the same place all the time. So, are the yowies making the DMT and the trees are actually capturing it, or are the yowies eating the DMT that out of the trees and using that to? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I I don't know either, but it's. it's You've definitely given me something to ponder. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. so this was in the Wadigans area, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So what you were in the national park area or state forest area? I think we started off in the state forest and it was a national park. So it was a long way in there. Yeah. 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 Did you get a, a glimpse of eyes at all so it's really dark and and i know you said this this yeah. yowie was sort of on the edges of your your 
lights, your spotlights, but did you get a, a glimpse of any eye shine? I didn't see any eye shine. And right then when I encountered it at that time, there was no smell either. So that's another thing that's, that I've gone away and thought about and thought, well, there was no smell. And I was close enough to him that if he was a horse, I, I could have smelled him. Um, you know, and they say about the foul odor of yowies, and that, that's what makes me think that they can maybe turn that on and off somehow. Yeah. And again, that fits in with the whole theory of them using it to travel between dimensions. Yes. Right. I know it sounds crazy, but. No, <laughs> it doesn't to me, mate. Don't worry. None of this sounds crazy <laughs> to me. I love it. Um, but I do understand when I talk about this, the interdimensional quality and the mind speak and that kind of the woo-woo side, um, I yeah. often catch myself saying, look, I know this sounds crazy, but uh, so, I, yeah, it, it doesn't sound crazy to me, but it probably it probably would to, uh, to other people, but that's okay. We're, uh, part of the whole, the, the reason why I, I do this research is to learn about our hairy friends. So, um, it's a really yeah. interesting, and I think if you if you didn't discuss this side of it, I would suggest that you were a poor researcher. If you if you discarded the very mysterious uh, and w- what appear to be supernatural abilities they have, uh, you 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 wouldn't be doing your job as a researcher. I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah. just my personal yeah. opinion. But um, so and. What's very interesting, I used to have a Great Dane too. They're such beautiful dogs. What's interesting is if you've yeah. got a big dog like that, they can be big sooks actually, but um, I, I, I would imagine it would take a lot to scare her. Yeah. Um, so she's... And that was... Go on. It was kind of like um, it was instant for her as well. So, that, again, I've been around the bush, even in different countries my whole life. It takes takes a fair bit to give me the bush terrors, but I knew it was something big, and I was I was just careful and just ready for whatever was going to happen. Ellie was already terrified by then, but I just went from a hey, that's really big to terror instantly, and I kind of think it probably did have some kind of psychological effect on me to do that. I kind of think it. I wouldn't, I would have, I'm not scared of going in the bush now because I, I know that if he wanted to kill me, he could have killed me in a second and there's nothing I could, could, could have done about it. He could have just literally ripped my arms and legs off. It was that big and the strong. So he didn't mean to hurt me. I think it was a territorial thing. I think he was just going to watch and see what happened. But when I pissed on his territory, he got a little bit narky and just made sure that I was gone and that's all it was. So mm-hmm. he didn't, he, like, if he wanted to hurt me, he could have. He, he just wanted me to know that he was there and that I shouldn't be pissing on his trail, I think. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I've, and I've heard that before in other reports, people saying they'd just gone to do a wee and were, and it was after that that the, that they were chased out or roared at or that the, the Yowie who was around got very angry. Um, uh, I would imagine yeah. it is that that territorial thing. Perhaps 
the perhaps the Yowie had a young family there somewhere nearby and and uh, wanted to scare you back into your car and get you to leave. Well, it worked. <laughs> yeah, would have done. <laughs> yeah. If I saw if I saw my my big dog uh, terrified of something, then I would be terrified too because I know that it takes a lot to scare a big dog. Yeah. Yeah, and she she was a hunting dog, like that's what she'd been doing bread for forever. And yeah, right. Like we never used her for that. She was just a big, lovely house dog. But um, yeah, she wasn't really worried by anything. And it, like even like on the farm and stuff like that, if we needed to move cows around or move horses around, she would she would go and challenge a horse or a, or a or a cow, no problem if <laughs> if you needed it. To. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so. So you're you're out of the car, you're doing a wee, and you you you've heard the the um, branch snap and the percussion noises. Yeah. Um, what what was going through your mind when you were hearing those noises before you'd caught sight of the owie? I I still thought it was a bull, so I thought maybe it was a bull that was stamping its foot. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, I was kind of thinking it's got to be the biggest bull I've ever seen, but um, I kind of thought, well, again, it, even when it happened, as I was driving away, I was just like in disbelief. I, I was thinking, well, it wasn't a kangaroo. It wasn't a person. It was definitely bipedal because it stepped diagonally onto the track. But, um, it was it was huge. It's definitely not a cow or a there is nothing left in the Australian bush <laughs> apart from a yowie. That's all it could be. Yeah. Like I was still in denial driving away that that's what it was, but like I've kind of made my peace with that now. Um, it's definitely it's definitely what it was. It's, there's nothing else it could be. How tall do you reckon it was? Uh, it was huge. Its, it's shoulders would have been... And it was off the track a little bit, so still down a little bit from me, but it would have been easily eight foot, probably nine foot. Right. And you, and you said it looked massive across the shoulders, like a yeah. like a double door fridge or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a you know, like a an American football player with with the pads on and everything. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of that shape. It was huge. Right. And did you yeah. were you able to make out any hair or was it too dark? No, it was it was a bit dark for that, yeah. Yeah. And were yeah. you able to make out any other features like hands or feet or any of the no. face? No, like I said, it, just that silhouette of it and um, that was enough for me. I was terrified and gone. Did it make any vocalisations? No. No, it didn't need to. And even, <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't need to. It was literally. I, I, I've thought about the percussions as well. So I, I kind of think that was either it stamping its foot, or maybe it was beating its chest like a gorilla, mm. because the second second two were really close together, like literally thump thump. That's how close they were. So I don't know whether anyone's ever reported that, but it kind of. I don't know. It wouldn't make sense unless there's two of them dropping rocks on the ground or something. But yeah, and you you would if it yeah yeah. I, I, it's hard. It's hard to picture if it's just something being dropped on the ground. If it was two rocks being clacked together, you would have heard the clack. Um, 
yeah. as well. So it sort of makes sense that it was either well, foot st- foot pound feet pounding on the ground or or chest pounding. Yeah, which I think both are done. But gorillas do both, I think, don't they? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd, I, I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure I've heard uh, uh, that witnesses have observed that chest beating. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes it. It, it makes sense. You could it make a really make, big yeah. noise when you've got a really big chest cavity uh, and big muscles, um, like a yowie. It kind of you could make a big noise doing that. Yeah. And it would definitely um, draw attention to anything else that's around you. Like it's, it's, yeah, he didn't have to roar at me or anything like that. All that's all he had to do. And did you know anything about Yowies before you had that experience? I'd heard stories of them. Um, so I kind of knew about them. But yeah, I wasn't like a massive believer or anything until it happened. Right. And even even now, um, so when I tell people, I, I don't really tell that many people my story because, like I say, you do get ridiculed for it. Yeah. But when when people say, oh, you know, you, you're full of shit and stuff like that, I'm like, if you stood next to me, you'd be a believer as well. And, yeah, these people who, who kind of want to believe, and I think these people that have had encounters like me, that they know, they, they know that it's... I don't know what it is, but it's not anything that we know about. It's not anything you're going to read about in Encyclopedia Britannica. It's something totally different to what what anything else is. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I've just looked up, um, I just typed into my iPad, DMT. Yes, wattle and DMT, Australia's green and gold. The actual levels yeah. of DMT vary from species to species, um, but it can collect in the leaves, the blossoms, the bark, or the wood. And it can be very variable in concentrations as well, to the point where we don't really know why. So we don't know whether it's something to do with times of year and stuff like that. There is definitely, when it's in drought, there's definitely more concentration. Ah, so right. now I think about that. So it, it's actually very water-soluble. So um, it'll actually wash out of things. So if a branch falls off, it'll wash, it'll wash away if it's get rained on a lot. Oh, okay. So, is so, it, so it's it, a substance that it's being produced while it's under stress then, if it's, if it's stronger in drought conditions? It could be. Or this is another theory I have, which, again, is totally unfounded. Well, if these animals are producing this as a byproduct of traveling between dimensions and it's actually settling on the ground and these plants are picking this up when there's no rain there's more on the ground so the plants are picking more up which again is a bit it's a bit out there but i I think we're kind of constricting our thinking by thinking these things are just like a regular animal absolutely yeah they're clearly not so it's it's clearly something we, we can't even really comprehend properly so it's kind of it might be an outlier sort of situation that that means that these things exist. Yeah. Yeah, and it 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 definitely doesn't make sense to me to discard this this area 
this direction of investigation. Um, Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Have you read The Sasquatch Message to Humanity by Sunbow, True Brother? No, I haven't, no. Oh, that's fascinating. If you want to get into their interdimensional nature... Uh, I had Sunbow yeah. on my show uh, a, a few shows back. He was chosen by an elder Sasquatch over in Canada. He's a native Canadian. And yeah. he channeled over a period of a few months a, a message from the Sasquatch people to the human people. And yeah. um, they go into great detail about how they move between dimensions, how it actually works scientifically. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's really, really interesting. He, he. There's three books. Uh, the the first book actually is available as an audio book on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. There, um, I bought yep. all three books, and I'm I've, I've I'm halfway through book number three. I sort of put it down a few weeks ago to to because I had other stuff to do, but I need to get back and and finish it. But it really goes into great detail about the history of the universe, the history of the Sasquatch people, the history of yeah. human people, but it also explains how they become invisible and how they move between dimensions. So apparently yeah. The, yeah. the cloaking, the invisibility cloaking, is them raising their electromagnetic frequency to faster than the speed of light, which causes them to refract light rather than reflect it. So all of a sudden oh, you can't, yeah, yeah. can't see them or they look, you can, you can sort of see an outline, but it's really blurry and it's the same color as the background behind it. Like, yeah. like that predator movie. The predator. Yep. Yeah. So like that. So that's how they do that. According to the, the information that, that Sunbow received from, um, Kamu was the, the elder Sasquatch. That was his name. Uh, wow. So, yeah, if you're interested in, in learning about how they do that according to – I'm not saying that that's um, – uh, I mean, that's that's one man's channeling of one Sasquatch. So I, I, I can't – I don't know if it if it's the same for the Yowie people over here, if it's uh, – if, it, if that's what's really going on. But um, I found him to be incredibly genuine 
um, really nice, interesting man actually, Sunbo. And uh, mm. and it and it, I I guess what happened, Tony, when I read it was I just went, oh my god, that's it. It makes sense. All yeah. of that makes sense. Like none of. So many parts of science and history and what we've been told as human beings is and physics and 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 uh, yeah. our history in general, it's all wrong. We've been told everything's all yeah. wrong. And uh, yeah. this book goes into why it's all wrong and what's really going on. And it it just it really well, strongly resonated with me. so if if you're you're interested in, in that, yeah, you've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, it blew me away. It's still blowing me away. I couldn't recommend it high. If, if you're really interested in this area, this avenue of, of research, um, get your hands on those books. I will for sure. Yeah, I kind of thought of it um, this way once. So I kind of thought, you know, that it's it's so much different to us. Maybe it was. Um, sort of ancestor of ours and we've gone down one evolutional path and they've gone down another evolutional path and that um it's it's probably hard for your regular people to comprehend this kind of thing but then i thought of it on this scale that if you think of all the life forms just that we know now so if you think of a bacteria that lives in a toilet or something there's no way it can comprehend a blue whale that lives in the in in the ocean is even the same thing. So, if that's just on our scale of thinking, there's things outside of our scale of thinking which Yowies and Sasquatches totally could be that we just don't even sort of comprehend how they work yeah. as an as an animal compared to us. Absolutely, I think we 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 tend to be somewhat arrogant and know-it-all human beings and uh, what I'm discovering is that we know so little about what's really going on and what's really out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. sometimes it, it helps to um, uh, to step away from that, 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 that ego trap of thinking that, you know, we're, uh, we're the smartest beings in the universe, where, uh, or even on the planet, we know everything. We know how every we know how everything works. I think if you can step away from that sort of attitude and be a little bit more open-minded, so many more ideas and theories start bubbling up, and you think, ah, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, totally. I agree. I yeah. agree. So, have you have you? Had any other um, strange experiences when you've been out and about in the bush? It sounds like you're out there quite a bit. Um, I haven't. I've, I've had a friend. So one of our friend's properties was right on the end of the Barrington Ranges. And he used to say that um, they'd come and steal his sheep. And um, he basically said all the time about, about yeah, he's that. So this is after my encounter. I met this guy. And he actually had a trail cam and he used to leave it around. And um, unfortunately, he's dead now. Otherwise, I'd definitely get him to come and talk to you. But um, he actually had a picture of from the trail cam where it's definitely a face and an eye. And it's literally, it looks like a bit like a gorilla. I'd have seen the trail cam and bent down and sort of looked 
looked in the lens exactly so it's like literally inches off the trail cam and yeah there was a picture of that oh, and cool. we used to go yeah we used to go camping at his place and um dude but he'd had heaps of different encounter stories and his theory was that they used to live in the barringtons and then the teenage boys when they were getting a bit full of themselves they would get pushed out of the the tribe and they'd have to either prove themselves to go back in or they'd wander around on their own so that's what he thought that his place at the end of the barringtons was where all the teenage boys would go and just cause havoc for him so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i was just reading here actually there's a um there's an article uh, it's a website called ecotopia emporia something like that apparently when the australian government picked up that the golden wattle contained dmt <laughs> and it's yeah. the national emblem <laughs> they uh yeah. they there was a there was a proposal to amend the criminal code act to make growing the national floral emblem illegal in australia but they dropped that obviously due to practicality yeah. because the golden wattle grows everywhere <laughs> yeah uh, but it says the ash yeah. the ash from the mulga tree which is acacia and anura was mixed with native tobacco by Australian Indigenous people to make pituri, a stimulating or calming, yep. depending on the composition and usage, chewing wad. Uh, and, and I'll say this just for the listeners. I'm not recommending you go out and grab a whole bunch of golden wattle. I, if, if you do want to experiment with DMT, do it safely uh, and do it do it with people who know what they're doing. And do probably do it in a country where it's legal. It's not legal here, so... So it's not yeah, legal to, to you, it's not legal to use, but it's no. out there, right? Okay. So so, so when, you, you when, can go to Peru and do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But yeah. be careful of that. I've always been a bit suspicious of the. Um, there's a lot of people who travel to South American countries to take ayahuasca and uh, have a you know a, a, a shaman guide them through that ceremony, but I. I I suspect some of the shaman aren't really shaman and some of those ceremonies aren't really legit. 100%. Yeah. I think it's a real shame that... So if you look at Aboriginal artwork, um, they're the most definitely DMT visions, a lot of them. Uh, but it's kind of... I don't know whether it's lost knowledge or it's knowledge that's not allowed to be passed on to white people. But yeah, I think there's, there was definitely DMT uses, usage in the Aborigines in Australia, for yeah. sure. And um, so, can you describe what the effect? How do you how do you feel? What's what's the what's the trip like? Uh, smoking it is so. Like as I was saying about the stages, the first stage is basically like a full body orgasm. There's no other real way of, of putting that. So it's your, every single cell in your whole body is vibrating. And yeah, that's basically what, what it starts off with. And then, yeah, you're transported through hyperspace into another place where your consciousness exists, but your body's gone. And you can be there for quite a while. Um, it Sometimes it can seem like a while, but actually smoking it, you're probably 15 minutes tops and then you're back again. Right. And does it cause you to, so while you're 
you've left your body behind and your consciousness is out there. What's your body doing? Are you just lying on the ground? Uh, are you vomiting? Yeah. Does it make you vomit? Because I've, I've heard some of those hallucinogens do that. Um, it, it can make a little bit of nausea, but generally it's not it's not too bad when it's smoked. When it's smoked, I guess it's different to ingesting it. Yeah. Have your experiences been spiritually enlightening? My psychedelic experiences. Yeah, with DMT. Yeah, most, yeah, yeah. most, def- most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ju- not just with DMT, but with a lot of different things that I've tried. I've had some really spiritual experiences. Yeah. Cool. And cool. real magic, yeah. like things that you can't even describe, really. And if you think the whole Yowie story is crazy, there's a lot crazier stuff than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm sure there. I'm sure you've seen lots of things. I've done quite a few sessions with my friend Daryl, who is a, a shaman. He's a shamanic healer, but he's a, a he's a proper shaman. And uh, yeah. you, when you do journey work with him, lots of crazy shit happens. <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm fully aware of of the other dimensions, the other realms, the other entities and beings that are all around yeah. us and out there. That, that our human eyes don't see, but uh, are definitely definitely exist. Yeah, and I think that's why it's maybe a little bit easier for me to accept that a Sasquatch is a, a, an interdimensional thing that just flicks between layers of reality. So if he's in trouble, he just flicks to another dimension, and yeah. we're not. He's not even on the yeah. same plane as a human that's that's trying to shoot him or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, and I also read. Uh, I think it was in. One of Sunbow's might have been book three, but the the young Sasquatch don't know how to slip between dimensions oh. when they're born. So when yeah. so they need to, they have to be taught that, and so when they're really small, they can't they can't do that, and that's when you get angry Sasquatches. Yeah. Chasing people out of particular areas because their their kid their children are there. yeah their babies are there and, yeah. they, and they can't they can't hide their babies. That makes a lot of sense, really, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I thought it wow. made a lot of sense too. I wonder how old they they get to before they learn how to do that before they master that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to find out. I wonder if we'll ever get answers to these things. I mean, there's so many reports. It's definitely, they're definitely a thing. It wasn't a figment of my imagination. Um, And even if it was, these hundreds and probably, you've probably got thousands of reports now. Yeah. That's seeing the same thing. We can't all be crazy. It can't be all a a mass psychosis or something. That's exactly right. There's definitely something. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely something, even if... Even if one of those reports was was true, you know, you, when yeah. you, when you look at the the vast scale of reports and and even just the, the the amount of people I've spoken to personally, let alone all the other reports that we've got in Australia and around the world, there's there the, the hairy people exist and they they exist all over the planet. It, it's very hard for people who aren't aware of the other dimensions and aren't aware of the invisible world around us, the dreaming. Uh, th- yeah. For those people, it's much more difficult to get their heads around 
for yeah. sure, for sure. But no, they, they, they exist. They're definitely out there. I've I've communicated with one telepathically. So I and there's no explaining away my those experiences. No. So yeah. No, there's definitely something. There, there's definitely I think, definitely something. I think all the high strangeness encounters that people have as well. So I've been listening to a few podcasts. The, the young bloke away got me onto listening to your podcast, and I told him my story, and that's how all this this happened with me contacting you. So I've been listening to a few different podcasts, and uh, the whole high strangeness sort of theory about how humans see things and they can't recognize it to the point where it's just totally out out of what they can comprehend so your brain makes up an idea of what it is um you know it's you're definitely encountering something there in your physical world yeah but it's way beyond your comprehension so i'm not talking yowies or sasquatches i'm talking like crazy thing like the loveland frogman and things like that mm-hmm. yeah or, the goat, or goat man i've spoken to uh, a lady who saw a goat man yeah and and another being uh someone reported was was about nine foot tall slim like slender black but with a, a cat yeah. a cat shaped head but with no not no ears no cat ears but the cat shaped head um, like yeah. what the hell's that? I don't know what that is. Not a yowie, but not um, yeah. not anything else I've got a name for. Another another woman reported seeing a being that was t- very tall and slender, that reminded her of kind of a burnt tree, but that stomped towards her, elongating and growing and getting bigger as it got closer to her. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah. scared the crap out of her at the time and I, I'm, I don't blame her. Um, that was very, very frightening. I had that on – she was on my, my show telling that story um, a little while back. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's all sorts of crazy crazy things out there, crazy creatures, crazy cryptid creatures. Yeah. Uh, Dogman, you know, there are people seeing yeah. that too. Yeah. I, I kind of feel a bit sad for people that – that are so close-minded they'll never encounter things like this because it, it totally is a thing. I've got a friend that's just totally, he would love to see a ghost or something like that, and that's what he says, but he's like, I just don't believe in it. So it's never going to happen. No, it's never going to happen if he doesn't uh, believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you know, I, 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 I'd totally like to be able to change your mind and stand, stand next to me and, and meet a yowie or something, but... Yeah, it's just not going to work like that. It's it's crazy how much human mind can vary just in itself, person to person. Yeah, for sure. Although sometimes some people, some people who might not believe any of that stuff, do see yowies. But from what I understand, that yowie has shown themselves to that person for a particular reason, yeah. and it's you know, they needed a wake up call, a spiritual awakening, or a, or they were up to no good in the forest, and they needed to be. Scared out, scared away. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I totally agree with you. It, it's if you, this is something that I've learned in the past twelve months. If you, if you stop and keep asking yourself, "Oh well, I saw this, but I don't know if it was my imagination or not." If you keep saying, "I don't know if it was my imagination or not," you're you're cutting the flow of that that connection. 
So I've, I've learned in yeah. the last 12 months that instead of saying that, I'm just going with it. I'm going with that. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. once you make that decision to go with it, to go with the high strangeness, all of a sudden lots of other high strangeness things happen. Um, yeah. it, but it's, you've just, you've got to let, let yourself, you've got to suspend that disbelief for a while to, if, yeah. you, if you want to connect with these other realms. I, I think it was important for me as well. So there was a lot of disbelief in my own encounter at the beginning to the point where I, I never put the, the, the actual smell at the camp and the encounter together for, for quite a while. But I think it's important to take these things away and actually open-mindedly look at what happened and not just discount it and say, oh, that was just too weird. You know, it's, that can't have happened. It must have just been a trick of my own eyesight or something like that. I think it's, it's pretty good to actually analyse these things yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My, my, one of my spiritual teachers, um, Mark, has he 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 wraps me over the knuckles sometimes because because I, I I I'm better at it now. But when when he when I first started learning about this, um, I've got two teachers. I've got Daryl the shaman, and I've got Mark, um, who's who's a spiritual healer as well. And it, it's it's I kept doubting. I kept saying that. Oh look, this might sound silly, but um, I think I'm not sure if it was my imagination. But um, and and he 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 kept saying you've got to stop saying that Sarah you've got to stop thinking it even you, you've yeah. got to let yourself go with it go with what comes into your head um you, yeah, you're that's... getting messages all the time yeah and, and even to the point where you're thinking about questioning yourself means that that particular event was set in your mind enough that you already know that there is a question behind it mm-hmm. yeah which again sounds a bit crazy, but yeah, it's the way it works. <laughs> so, do you do you see ghosts as well? Um, so, where I grew up in England, the house was built in um, 1798, and it was it was originally um, so working farm, working cottages, which was just all knocked together into one house. And yeah, I, I saw ghosts; they're pretty regular. Um, as a little kid, which was terrifying until, again, I kind of realised after a while that, yeah, it's terrifying, but nothing's happened to me. So, yeah, I have seen a ghost at my current house now in, in Australia as well. And what are, so what are, they, what are you seeing? Um, so this is a ghost of a lady. Um, so my place is pretty old. It was, um, the house itself was was only built in 1930 something but the property was actually used as a as a camp when they were building um part of the infrastructure with with the convicts that were transported here so these pictures of the place with a sea of canvas tents everywhere and um so we still find things now like uh, we found uh straight razor there's still a few um like black zones where they would put the tents where they were going in and out all the time and just things like that but yeah there's a there's a ghost of a of a lady there that walks up and down the track every now and then i've seen her is she wearing clothes that appear to be of a of a an older generation yeah so it looks like it's convict area 
and it mm-hmm. looks and, and again it's cliche but it looks like she's wearing a white wedding dress as well and she's really really sad oh <laughs> that's often the case with ghosts isn't it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's in where you live now yeah yeah and how 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 many times have you seen her uh we've been there for just over 20 years i've probably seen actually physically seen her maybe three times i i've had her quite a lot so pretty much um if if you walk down to that back part of the property there where that track is you can hear footsteps on that on that part of the track pretty regular um and i've definitely felt her presence but yeah quite a lot of times as well right i wonder what i wonder who she is yeah i don't know it kind of makes me a bit intrigued because if it's part of the convict history i can't imagine there would really be many ladies there especially not in a wedding dress so it definitely would be a sad story i think whatever it was yeah for sure there were um there was were people who came out at the same time as the convicts who weren't uh, who would who were not not sent there for criminal reasons um so there were yeah. a few women um but not yeah. a few you know free settlers um, but, yeah. but not not so many. So yeah, would, that would be that would be interesting. But I'm I'm guessing, you know, it was very easy to uh, lose your life, lose your babies. Like women used to lose babies yeah. all the time in those days. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot, a lot, lot, a lot of them convicts were transported for no reason, just because they wanted labour. Really, I think. But a lot of them were real convicts, so it probably was pretty dangerous in one of them camps, I think. Oh, yeah, God, yes. It would have been really dangerous, particularly for women, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, yeah. And so you, you, so you see her outside the house but not inside? Yeah, always on that same part of the track, just oh, walking yeah. on the track. Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. le- less, less common than... than then people people generally report seeing ghosts in buildings and structures. It's it's slightly less yeah. common. Not always though, but slightly less common having them being seen outside. Yeah, I think maybe that um, probably if it was convict area the era, there actually wasn't any buildings there. It was literally just tents and like a ramshackle kind of, you know, maybe the tin shops and stuff like that yeah the pictures i've seen seen of the place it, it did look it looked more like a refugee camp than uh than anything else really yeah right yeah oh very interesting and what about um what about ufos do you see those <laughs> um i think once when i was a kid i saw a ufo um it was pretty uneventful as far as ufos go um and so later, literally only a couple of years ago, uh, me and my friends, again, were out camping and um, we had what was definitely a UFO encounter. And we actually, um, I actually had a really big, um, like a hunting spotlight with me and I flashed it and it flashed us back. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that actually, it was there nearly the whole night to the point where we all just got, 
it, for the first hour, we were all amazed. But then after that, everyone sort of got sick of looking at the UFO and went back to whatever they want, <laughs> which was kind of, that was really telling of humans to me as well. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the ordinary becomes normal and boring pretty quick, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so w- was it, um, what could you see? Were they lights or just the one light? Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't really get many good pictures of it, but uh, one of my friends took a picture which she snap-seeded to actually change the colours. And I'll send you the picture. It is, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty full on. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that. So it was your typical two big discs with lights all around the outside. Mm. And it had a, so the lights from the outside will actually go down to the ground and make like a, like a search light kind of thing. And then it would sort of move around a little bit and then it would go back to, to its regular lights on the side of it. And it was huge and it was there quite a while. Well, do you have an, an idea of how high it was in the sky? It's not always easy to tell, but. It's not it's not easy to judge, but it wasn't massively high, so it was probably just below cl- regular cloud height. Okay, and and how big? Like if if it's how big but, was it? Again, hard to judge when something's up in the sky and you've got no point of reference yeah, up there. It, but... it was big, so it was it, it was. Uh, if I would sort of guess in meters, we'd be talking thirty meters across okay. easily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, interesting. I wonder. I wonder which kind of ETs were in that craft. Yeah, or are they even in there? Again, we're mm-hmm. thinking that like humans sitting in a car. Yeah. It's, it totally could be that. That's just a projection that we can see. That's a projection of their. Again, this is out there, but it's a projection of their consciousness from another place, so they don't have to travel millions of light years to get somewhere. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe they're maybe they're not they're not inside. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. Who knows? I I haven't really looked into the ET side of things uh, as much as I have other as as you know my 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 favourite subject, which is the the, the Yowie subject. Um, but I I'm I am aware that there are various different races of ETs, but. Uh, and there are good ones and bad ones, um, but we, but yeah, w- w- all the different kinds of craft and um, what whether they are interdimensional craft or they've actually travelled from a long way away. Um, yeah, that's another another good question. Is are they are they actually physically travelling from a very long way away? Have they worked out how to do that, or are they slipping between dimensions or travelling through a yeah. wormhole or something? Yeah, or even, uh, yeah, so if you look at the physics of these things, even to travel from somewhere else, it's we're talking years of travel. Yeah. So unless they can instantly transfer from one place to another, which, it, like, even the laws of physics would probably be hard to stretch things like that. So just instantly moving from one spot to another to meet, that is a, a body probably wouldn't survive that. So I think again, as humans, we consider this meat body to be us, but it's actually not really us. 
no. our consciousness is us and it's just attached to that yeah. so it's maybe like a remote viewing kind of thing you can project your consciousness to a totally different um place and have a look around and see what's happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, I love that idea. Uh, we're, we're an avatar. Right? Our, our meat suits are just an avatar. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep, that's totally. so interesting. Well, Tony, was there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap it up? No, I think that's enough crazy for one, for one time, at least. <laughs> Thank you so much for contacting me and for sharing that story and for your DMT theory. I, I found that really, really interesting. Thank you for, for being friendly and non-judgmental of, of my crazy theory. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're never going to get judgmental stuff from me just because there's <laughs> so much weird shit going on. How fun is it to explore? I'm, I'm having a ball just talking about this stuff because it's so interesting. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. All right. Well, you take care. Let me know if you ever have any more Yowie experiences. I'd love to hear back from you. No worries. Thank you very much. And that was Tony with his Wadigan sighting and his theory regarding a possible connection between DMT and Yowies. Let us know what you think about that theory. I'd be really interested to hear your opinions on that. And Tony, I know you'll be listening, mate. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful to you for reaching out to me to share your story and for your recent message of support. It was really appreciated. Coming up next show, I can't wait to share with you a spiritually moving Sasquatch sighting all the way from Saskatchewan in Canada. And then the show after that, we're talking with a mind-expanding, incredibly gifted psychic healer who not only communicates with and sees Yowies, but also many other entities, including a leaf man and various different races of ETs. Lots of fascinating stuff coming up. I'll make sure I bring these shows to you a little bit faster than this one. Life got a bit hectic over the last couple of months, so this one was uh, a long time coming, but I'll make sure I get a show out to you in the next few weeks. And don't forget, the more we talk about this subject, the more we normalise it for everyone. And it's my sincere hope that people face less ridicule when they talk about their experiences. And hopefully, if and when people see these beings, they're not quite as traumatised as they might have been when they didn't know that these beings even existed. And Maybe if we educate people about Yowies, we let them know that they're not monsters, but an intelligent, sentient people will be able to protect Yowies from people hunting them and destroying their forest homes. And maybe even foster more beautiful spiritual connections between Yowies and humans. And that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back in a few weeks. Don't forget, if you've seen a Yowie or experienced something strange and mysterious that's blown your mind, we would love to hear it and most likely it will help other people who've been through traumatic, terrifying experiences feel not so alone. So get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group or via Messenger, Twitter or Instagram. I'll catch you soon. Stay safe. 
in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. of your diamond ring your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.